Happy Friday! Okay, let's talk about dumb stuff that probably didn't make make it into the mainstream news, uh, but we just can't ignore it because it's some of the stuff is really dumb. And uh, but because in honor of a podcast that's going to talk about nothing but the dumb culture crap that's happening in the world, let's listen to the mumblings of one stupid human being, the stupid human being that leads us all. For, uh, for being here and for what you're doing now, uh, Mary, uh, I'm always talking about Corvettes. I don't want to make Ford or anybody else upset, but uh, um, I might point out your uh, when I went to Dearborn, driving that, uh, you know, uh, was up there. I don't know, man. It, it, uh, I think the press thought I was crazy. I enjoyed it so much going up and uh, your new EV factory and, uh, and that, uh, that Hummer before I, I talked about Dearborn and the F-150, but that, that Hummer, my Lord, you guys, have you seen this vehicle? It weighs three times what my Corvette weighs. When it was brand new, the Corvette was zero to 60 in 5.2 seconds. This is about 4.1. Actually, models up to zero to three seconds. Or oh. Zero to 60 in three seconds, yeah. Okay, I'm looking for a job, Mary. I... <laughs> Do you have any idea what he just said? The President of the United States, the man that is running a foreign policy, to prevent Russia from attacking Ukraine, preventing Iran from getting nuclear missiles, preventing China from becoming the ultimate superpower. There he is. That's the man. That's the kind of day we're going to have today. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, I think this is going to be a much more fun episode. I've got a ton of stories to go through. Uh, all just the stupidest stories that the news mainstream media probably didn't talk a lot about. Uh, now I did get them from someplace, mostly just reading. Uh, I really think every Friday we should do something like this because sometimes we get hooked up into the politics and all that fun stuff. And we forget about, there's just some really stupid crap going on in the world. So I, a lot of, a lot of stories, not a lot of commentary cause they're just stupid. Okay, so let's start it off. So there's a cold snap back east. Southern Florida has released a warning today. Um, now, this warning is not about the cold or the frost or the snow or blizzards or hurricanes, but of falling iguanas. That's right. Lizards are falling from the trees. Now, it's going to be reach a temperature of 40 degrees this weekend. And the iguanas are cold-blooded, so when the body temperature, when the when their uh, when the temperature lowers, their body temperature lowers with the weather, and as their body temperature lowers, their metabolism slow. When it gets too cold for their body temperature, they actually fall asleep or hibernate. Okay, that shouldn't be something bears do it all the time. Uh, but here's the problem. The iguanas live in trees, and when the iguana's body slows to the point that they just fall asleep, they have a tendency of falling out of those trees. 
because gravity doesn't give a damn if you're a cold-blooded lizard. And this causes two problems. The first problem is the iguana falls on people. And iguanas can be quite large. So that's kind of dangerous, though that's not really the big danger there. The bigger danger is when it warms up and the iguana, iguanas come out of their hibernation because it's warm, they have a tendency to be really pissed off. And iguanas are not like, you know, little rock lizards or anything. These things have a tendency of attacking. So imagine an iguana who fell out of a tree, wakes up because it's and finds itself on the ground, which means it's disoriented, and it wakes up, which means it's disoriented, and it's in the wide open and it doesn't know why. You could imagine that these iguanas are kind of pissed off. So I have absolutely no commentary about this. I just want to point out that the world is in such an insane shape. This did not even make news except in Florida. By the way, that's the kind of episode this is going to be today. And we got one after the other. It just doesn't seem to end. Now, I do realize I may have blown your ears out a few seconds ago. It's because I must have been messing around with my mixer here and I probably messed around with the volume it took me a few seconds to get it back so but anyway this is the kind of insane stuff we're going to be going through right now so let, let's go i this is according to the daily wire and this is a great story the fruit first rule of fight club is you don't talk about fight club but apparently the first rule in communist china is that the cops always win at least that's what the message is being sent in the edited version of the cult classic 1999 film Fight Club, starring Brad Pitt and Edward Norton. Viewers began noticing changes on the edited version posted in China's streaming platform Tencent Video, NBC News reported. In the original version, Fight Club ends with a massive explosions to solidify the overall anarchist narrative. However, the censored version available in China cuts off before the bombs goes off because police have ruined Norton's plans in the movie. Instead, the screen fades to black and includes text, quote, the police rapidly figured out the whole plan and arrested all criminals, successfully preventing the bomb from exploding. I personally find this historical. Hysterical. I really do. The text comes, I, I've seen the Chinese edit, the text comes out of nowhere, completely cutting off the end of the movie. That's because the Chinese authorities do not tolerate crime, do not tolerate anarchy, and can never be fooled, unlike those American police. Apparently, what ends up happening with the text is that Edward Norton gets put in an insane asylum, and then he got out and grew to appreciate the government. No kidding. Now we know China does this and Holly, we already know China does this and they're okay with it. But do you, but do American writers and directors and actors really need to kiss China's ass 
for censoring their material? Well, uh, apparently so. So the author of the book, uh, Chuck Palahniuk, uh, uh, tweeted, Have you ever seen this shit? This is super wonderful. Everyone gets a happy ending in China. Now, here, here's the whole thing with this. Um, he commented on how the United States banned his book with several institutions as proof that China not only could write his book better than he could, but that how much better China is. That's right. The United States is worse than China because we actually banned this book. Now, let's, let's be careful here. When he says my book was banned in America, at least they just changed the ending in China. Yeah, no, it was banned in the Texas prison system and it was banned in a bunch of element, private elementary schools. That's where the book was banned. Hey, by the way, have you ever seen or read Fight Club? Is that really the kind of book you want in a prison system? If you haven't, you probably should. It was actually a very good book. But you can't make this crap up. Looking at the movie or the book, it, it's just... Ugh. The Hollywood Report... It, it, what's, what's really trippy about the book is the book is about freedom, absolute freedom in the form of anarchy. Now, I'm not saying anarchy is good. Anarchy is bad. But that's what the book was. Complete freedom. And what's weird is it also shows how that level of anarchy, that freedom, ends up into tyranny, which is what happens at the end of the book. So, I mean, the message is a little bit diluted, but it wasn't just the author of the book that said this. And by the way, the director was David Fincher. So David Fincher, it doesn't look like had a comment or I didn't find one from him. But the Hollywood Reporter commented on the change and again, it was positive. Quote, the irony is that the way the Chinese have changed it is they've aligned the ending almost exactly with the ending of the book, as opposed to Fincher's ending, which was the most spectacular visual ending. So in a way, the Chinese government brought the movie back to the book a little bit. Listen, I know everyone wants to make money and China is a huge market, but come on now. Censorship is bad. I don't care who does it. It's bad in the United States. Yeah, prisoners are going to have to get out of jail to read the book. Kids are going to have to grow up to read the book or read the book outside of school. That's not censorship. That's common sense. I don't want a book on how everyone beats the crap out of each other in prisoners' hands. But all of this does not make China better than the United States, which is what these guys are trying to say. I also want to make clear, college universities are banning 1984. That actually came out last week. I was going to mention it. I'll mention it here since censorship seems to be the big thing. Um, and the schools and 1984 was primarily about censorship. Winston Smith, the main character, was a censor for the government in 1984. Really interesting. Okay, we got another, here's another stupid story. So Amy Schindler had a 40-game winning streak on Je Jeopardy and finally lost. She racked up 
$1,382,800, became second all-time winningest person on Jeopardy, and became the winningest woman on Jeopardy. And they made sure, and she won, she became the winningest woman about three weeks ago. I think she ended up, yeah, she ended up the second biggest winner ever. There's just one problem. Amy is not a woman. She's a man. Everyone is pushing out that this guy is a, a woman and that now he's the, he's the second winningest, the first winning woman, the, the first win, the winningest woman in Jeopardy history. And she's not even a woman. She's a man. Can you, are you getting the impression that the best job that a woman can do can be done better by just putting a man in there? I mean, let's look at some of the examples. The University of Pennsylvania, who after 20 years has a man who decided after 20 years of being a man to grow his hair out and be a woman is now kicking the crap and out of women in swimming and breaking all women's records. How about the two boys in Connecticut who decided to be girls and they've broken all the women's records for the 100 and 200 meters? Or the MMA fighter who was a man, who is a man, Fallon Fox is his name, who fought a woman in the ring and actually broke her freaking skull. Tell you what, I did not think it was going to be easy to bring back the patriarchy in this country. I'm pleasantly surprised. The patriarchy seems to be back and doing pretty well. Okay. Well, this is great. This is a great story. For those who have an extra $2,000 burning in your pocket and you've decided, I want to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, according to the Daily Wire, this week, Barbara Ferrer, the Los Angeles County Public Health Director, announced that all attendees for Super Bowl, I think it's 51, 54, excuse me, to be held in SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles will be given a KN95 mask and must wear masks unless they are eating or drinking. Ferrer also noted that fans will be consistently reminded to wear their masks. Quote, fans heading to the NFL experience at the LA Convention Center, the NFL's interactive football theme park, launching the week ahead of February 13th Super Bowl, will receive take-home test kits with messaging to test before the game, said Ferrer. She said the NFL anticipates distributing over 60,000 test kits. The county will set up vaccination sites at the NFL experience, and every, anyone receiving first, second, or third booster dose of the vaccine will be given free entry to the NFL experience event. Wow. You know... If I paid $2,000 to watch a football game, you know what I'd expect? I'd expect, like, I don't know, a free beer, maybe some free nachos with the extra meat sauce in it, maybe a hot dog, something. Not a free COVID test or a KN95 mask. Which, by the way, those KN95 masks really suck. I cannot imagine sitting at a football stadium for five hours with a KN95 on. That's the other thing. Um, have you ever seen Barbara Ferrer 
the health director for Los Angeles. If you haven't, go to my website and 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 paste the link or just type her name in. She looks like a cross between Beetlejuice and she has the body of Jack Skeleton from The Nightmare Before Christmas. The L.A. County health director looks like she could keel over at any moment. And the fact that we are getting our health advice and our health direct or Los Angeles is, I live in San Diego, we don't do any of that crap. I mean, we don't even pay attention to the mask mandates down here. But the fact is that this woman is leading health is insane to me. Listen, it, by the way, I, I just, I, I'm going to say this right off the bat. You spend $2,000 to go to a freaking football game, you're an idiot anyway. And I know I probably pissed off somebody, but I don't care. That's just stupid. You're going to pay $2,000. You know what you could do with $2,000? You can buy a 90-inch big screen TV from Walmart, all the foods you want, all the booze you need, and if that's not good enough, you can turn the channel on your 90-inch television to watch the Puppy Bowl during the halftime show on at the Super Bowl because you know that halftime show is going to suck ass. I I don't know. I don't get the 90 inch TV and the Budweiser and you'll have a far better time than going to the game. And I haven't even talked about the parking over there. Okay, so let let's move on here. Um need more proof that pot and booze can make you stupid. Uh let's talk about Neil Young. Yeah, there you go. Neil Young. Um, he's, he's a singer. He's a folk singer. He was a very successful folk singer whose last hit must have been three, four hundred years ago. Uh, well, he doesn't like, and like every other folk singer, he's a leftist. And he's kind of crazy, and he's probably kind of crazy from all the sex, drugs, and rock and roll, though I don't wouldn't call his type of music rock and roll. Um, he doesn't like Joe uh, Rogan talking about the China virus. And he thinks that Joe Rogan is spreading misinformation. That shouldn't be a shock. He's a folk singer. He's from Canada. So he's probably embracing the draconian rules that Canada is implementing because of COVID. Of course, he's also rich and an elite in Canada. So he probably doesn't have to follow any of those rules. But anyway, he released a statement. And this was an open letter letter to his management team and his record label. And this is what he said. Now, an open letter basically means everyone. He sent this to everybody. He didn't just send it to his management team or his record label where he could handle this privately. He sent an open letter. He said, quote, please act on this immediately today and keep me informed of the schedule. I want you to let Spotify know immediately today that I want all my music off their platform. They can have Joe Rogan or Young, not both. First off, whenever you talk yourself as the third person, it's creepy and it makes you sound really arrogant, which is both. Now, here's the thing. This was a risky move for Neil Young. He hasn't done, he's not, doesn't have a lot of money coming in because he hasn't actually done anything since the 60s, maybe the 70s. It is reported that 65% of his streaming income comes from Spotify. 
That's high for him, not for Spotify. Spotify, he is probably only a grain of income for Spotify. Joe Rogan, they have paid over a million, hundred million dollars for to keep him exclusive on Spotify. And Joe Rogan has 11 million subscribers. Joe Rogan's podcast has more viewers than CNN and MSNBC on a daily basis combined. And this is not hyperbole. I'm not exaggerating this. Needless to say, um, Young sobered up and pulled his open letter, but not before Spotify responded. Spotify Technology SA is in the process of removing old Neil Young's music, according to people familiar with the matter. As a folk rock star isn't wavering on his objection to Joe Rogan's podcast, so Spotify said, screw you. Listen, all you 55-year-old folks folk folk music fan lovers folk fan lovers that's a mouthful to get out he'll be back on but i absolutely love this here's the thing it and, and spotify is a leftist organization when the rubber hits the road even leftist organizations will piss on other leftists to keep the money coming in and where is the money coming from now conservative and moderate liberal uh, uh, talent. Joe Rogan is not a conservative. He is a liberal, but he's very moderate. He's common sense. He's a smart kind of liberal. Who is the top cable news outlet? Fox News. MSNBC and CNN combined aren't catching him. Who is the highest rated podcast? Joe Rogan, moderate liberal. Who has the highest rated late night comedy show? Greg Gutfeld on Fox News. That's right. Gutfeld is beating out Colbert, Colbert, Fallon, and Kimmel. He's actually late night. In the last election, who had the highest overall ratings? The Louder with Crowder show starring Steven Crowder on Blaze TV, a conservative outlet. You know why this is happening? Conservative media is fun. It's interesting. It's risky. It's informative. It's what leftists were saying they were a long time ago, and they're not anymore. Now they scold you if you don't believe everything they believe. By the way, that's how the conservatives are going to take back the culture. Conservatives or moderates are going to take back the culture. Okay, uh, next story. I know that was a little bit. This is going to be another one. Okay, I like this story because it just shows how the left is constantly eating itself. They keep fighting each other. They keep eating their own. They can't attack conservatives because conservatives just throw up the middle finger and just don't care. They don't apologize. They say what they want. And that's about it. And, and no conservative wants a conservative cancel. We just don't do that. We just might get annoyed from So Peter Dinklage, who played the dwarf Tyrion Lannister on the Game of Thrones, is pissed off. And notice I called him a dwarf. I did that for two reasons, because he doesn't like being called a dwarf and because he's a dwarf. Uh, so what's pissed this guy out uh, off? Uh, Disney released is releasing a modern day version of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. And, you know, with all the modern day 
versions of things, that's going to be a great film. Uh, it works so well with Cinderella. So this is what Dinklage said, quote, literally no offense to anyone, but I was a little taken aback when they, when they were very proud to cast a Latina actress as Snow White, as for that modern version. By the way, that is kind of weird. Snow White and you have to have a Mexican, she's actually Mexican. You have to have a Mexican play Snow White. I mean, I don't care. I, I don't care. It, it's She's very pretty. I, it's fine with that black hair. That's what Snow White had. But it is kind of weird that the gal Snow White is, named, is now a Latina. Anyway, continuing. But you're still telling the story of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Take, by the way, that's something that the Brothers Grimm did wrong. Dwarves is D-W-A-R-V-E-S, not F-S, but whatever. Take a step back and look at what you're doing here. It makes no sense. They're progressive in one way, but then you're still making the, that effing backward story about the seven dwarfs living in a cave together. What the F are you doing, man? Have I done nothing to advance the cause for my soapbox? I guess I'm not loud enough. Well, I mean, he's, he, he's, he's loud enough. He probably just needed a second or a third soapbox so people could, he, his voice could go over people's heads. Anyway, a few things here. Um, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves was written by the Brothers Grimm in 1812. It's a story. Making good stories woke even from a company that made the story initially changes the story to the point that it is no longer Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. It's kind of like feminizing uh, 1984. Well, when you feminize 1984, it's no longer 1984. You might as well call it 2021. The other thing, Peter Dinklage has made millions, not because he's a great actor, and I do think he's a good actor, but there are lots of good actors there. He made millions because he's a dwarf that can act. And I'll go a step further. Being a dwarf isn't necessarily a disability. You're just short. I'm short. This is not a thing. By the way, you're not allowed to say dwarf or midget anymore. I, I know you're supposed to call them little people, uh, which is really weird to me. Dwarf and midget are actually descriptors. Dwarves have adult side appendage adult sized appendages, but are short in statue stature. So their hands, their head, their feet, their junk, it's all the size of a normal man. They just don't have the height. Whereas where you have a midget, a midget is actually a short short person whose features, whose appendages are uh, in proportion with their bodies. That's the difference between the two. Do you know where I learned that crap, by the way? I learned it by reading in high school when reading Brothers Grimm, and they were talking about Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and someone asked, what's the difference between a dwarf and a midget? That is a thing. So it is a descriptor. It's not a slight on little people. That's just a descriptor. Anyway, Disney had a response. They said, to avoid reinforcing stereotypes from the original animated film, we are taking an approach 
with these seven characters and have been consulting members of the dwarfism community. We <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine that meeting? Anyway, we look forward to sharing more as the film's heads into production after a lengthy development period. I love when wokes beat each other up. Don't forget, Disney is so woke, they put warning tags on Peter Pan, Dumbo, The Aristocrats, Jungle Book, Swiss Family Robinson. They are also putting a pantsuit on Minnie Mouse, so that Minnie Mouse doesn't wear that little mini dress she always wears. She's now wearing a pantsuit. I'd say to look like a more professional, sophisticated woman, but it is a funky-ass-looking pantsuit. So that's weird. Um, I do want to congratulate Peter Dinklage, though, because I'm glad, I, I am proud that he has accomplished the feat of making sure that no other little people besides him can get jobs after he made millions simply because he is a little person. So now, Peter, Peter uh, Dinklage has screwed the entire, um, the entire dwarf community. Okay, I got I have so much so much, but I'm going to save a couple for next week. Um because I'm running long and I still literally have one. Let's take a look. One, two. I still have like three stories and this story I I I have to do. I have to do this story because I got to tell you I'm going to cuss here. You can't make this shit up. Okay, so it was reported last week, and this was reported on main. This part of the story was reported on the main, uh, mainstream media, especially Fox News. That a bunch of lab monkeys, a truck with a bunch of lab monkeys, crated lab monkeys, crashed onto the freeway in Montour County, Pennsylvania, and some of the monkeys got out. Most of the monkeys didn't get out. Driver was okay. Three of the monkeys did die, but it looks like um, this isn't a tragedy for the monkeys that they died because it looked like their fate was already sealed. When we get to the rest of the story, you'll know what I mean. Um, but that wasn't the story. The monkeys crashing, that's part of the story. That's the, the prelude to the story. But the real story is there was this woman who pulled over and wanted to help. Her name was Michelle Fallon, and she decided to get out of the car and help the truck driver and walk up and, and help with the truck. And while she was approaching the truck, she saw a bunch of boxes that were pretty much just crates that were pretty much sealed up except for air holes, right? Because monkeys need to breathe unless they wanted them to die. And she saw fur. So she did what any normal woman does is she thought they were cats. So what did she do? This is according to the uh, Newsweek. So I got over to check the cats out and I'm sticking my finger in the crate, the crate, sick the crate, because I see the fur. Then I hear a weird grunting noise and it pops up and I'm getting ready to close it and hear... A monkey is doing a hissing noise. 
I backed away and told the guy that those were not cats. They were monkeys. Yeah, no, the guy was driving the truck. He knows what's in the truck. Now, Fallon has reported that she is being treated for illness that she might have received from the monkeys. So according to Newsweek, Fallon became concerned because she had a, has a cut in her hand and began experiencing pink eye symptoms. So she went to the emergency room at the local hospital, she told local news station WBRE-TV. She is now taking preventative medicine for about two weeks and received her first dose of the rabies vaccine. Okay, so let, let's, let's, let's view this, overview this thing. This is the last story. It, I'm going long. Um, so this dumb broad gets out of her car, sees a bunch of crates that are completely closed up, decides to stick her hand in the crates because she thinks they're cats. They're not. They're monkeys from a lab. She gets scratched, and now she might have whatever the monkeys had. Which, by the way, no one really knows what they had because it's confidential or something. So they just decided to treat her with rabies. There are two takeaways we can take from this. <laughs> I, I just, I, I heard this story. I heard this day before yesterday. I just, you're kidding. Is it surprising that the world is in the middle of a, not middle, at the end of a pandemic and has been for the last two years? These guys are transporting, and I saw the truck. These guys are transporting diseased monkeys in wooden crates on a 1985 Ford Mack truck. Now, maybe I'm off here a little bit. I I, I might be. I might be. Um, but considering we've been in a pandemic from two years because of an accidental release of a deadly path pathogen, maybe... Maybe there should be a little bit more regulation in transmitting diseased monkeys. Maybe. Especially when the monkeys may be carrying something that the company that they're te that's testing them doesn't want to talk about it. And maybe the CDC is getting involved in this whole thing. Maybe you want to transport those mon monkeys a little safer. I'm just saying, I don't think it's crazy for us to ask for that, especially after the last two years. Okay, that's the first takeaway. So let's take a look at the second takeaway. I, I think you know where I'm going with this. I, I really do. If you want to help in a car accident and you're in this accident and it's a truck and the truck has a bunch of crates with some sort of animal sealed within the crates. And those crates are completely closed off except for air holes. Maybe you don't want to reach into those crates and poke whatever is in those crates. Even if those crates do have cats, not diseased monkeys. I mean, what kind of cat is it? That could be a tabby. Or it could be a lion. You don't know what kind of... You don't know what's in there. And you don't know why they are in closed-off crates in the first place, right? 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 I mean, 
if these animals were friendly animals, maybe not even diseased, but friendly animals, don't you think the driver might have the friendly cat in the cab with him? Or better yet, the doctor who did the experiments, maybe he could take those cats, put them in his Ford Focus, and drive because they're so friendly and, and safe, right? I want to tell you something. This is an example of Darwin's uh, theory. Uh, this, is, this is a Darwinian award winner right here. Too stupid to survive. So anyway, we'll go with that. I've got a couple other stories. Maybe we'll save them for next week. I mean, one of them is really kind of creepy. Oh, no, I'm going to do this one just because yeah, I'm already running over. So I, I, this is, <laughs> wow, this is a great story. And it's not even long, so I can do this one. So according to the New York Post, a porn star has shared the cringe message she's sent to her by her uncle after he discovered what she did for a living. The triple X actress, which means this woman is on film having sex. God only knows what it is, monkeys, dogs, whatever, who works under the stage name Carly Brooks, shared a screen bag, a screen grab of a stomach churning text in a TikTok video last week. Now, mind you, I, I like the New York Post, but the cringeworthy is not that she's probably taking it in the butt for money on the internet, but it's the uncle that's cringeworthy. Okay, we'll get to that. It is pretty bad. Now, hearing the, the stomach churning text, you may say to yourself, okay, Oh, God, this is going to be bad for her. The uncle is going to tell dads, and dads is going to find out she's on. This gal has got her cooch all over the Internet, and it's going to be a family. It's going to be a family disaster. No, that's not it. You know the stereotypical creepy uncle? This is the stereotypical creepy uncle. This is what he sent her. Hey, kiddo. By the way, whenever somebody calls you kiddo, that's creepy. Don't call your kids kiddo. I never call my kids kiddo. It's creepy. This is your uncle so-and-so because they, they blocked his name. I think I might have stumbled across your video of you today. Very nice. Do you happen to know Riley Reed? Also, do you have any, do you have an OnlyFans? My friend wants to know. OnlyFans is a, is a, a, a site where people show, put um, porn in porn pictures on it and you can subscribe to specific actresses. I've never been to OnlyFans, so I, I know that because I get it on Twitter all the time. I mean, how creepy is that? This is our uncle. He even has an emoji where an old man with the balding head is got his eyes covered. Oh, Jesus. This is the world we live in today. Normally, family members would sit back and say, what the F are you doing? Doing this? No, now they're attracted to it. Oh, man, that Christmas dinner is going to be awkward. I have a feeling there's going to be some family members drooling at the table, and it ain't going to be for the cranberry sauce. Okay, hey, I like I told you, there's a lot more cringeworthy crap. Go to my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I've got um, one story about gay Superman not doing really well in the comic book scene. 
and another where uh, Navy SEALs are being banned from a state. Just read them. I, I, I would use them next week, but I figure those are the only two. There, and I'm sure there's going to be a ton. All this was from this. All this was from this week. We should do this every Friday. Have a good day. Uh, have a great weekend. This is Gene. You've listened to Dumbass Talking Politics. Oh, <laughs>